VOC Nation Radio Network Wrestling with History. And we are at the final new episode of the calendar year 2020. And Ken, what a very, very, very long year that it's been. I, I don't know of anybody that's going to be sad to see 2020 be in the rearview mirror. And certainly for you and I, I mean, and Bach Nation, but specifically you and I in Wrestling With History, what an early Christmas gift we got with 2021 coming. Bill Apter will be joining us, the the legendary Bill Apter. And, you know, I, I was thinking about it, Bruce, when we had the chance to, to talk to Bill just briefly last week, and you brought it up, and it, later I was able to kind of put it in perspective. I mean, you know, without question, you can argue the, the four on Mount Rushmore uh, in pro wrestling, but without a doubt, Ric Flair is one of the greatest names in pro wrestling sure. history. Yep. And we've talked so many times about Ric Flair, I believe, 16-time world champion. And Bill Apter is in 16 different Hall of Fames. Yeah, it's amazing. But not the WWE Hall of Fame. And I, I just, I don't understand that. Maybe you have, he'll have to wait till Vince passes away. They got him on the WWE Network. And, you know, he's part of a, a bunch of the things that they've done. But what are they waiting for him to to die to put him in the Hall of Fame? Or, no, I, I don't I, get it. I, I, I think the number one requirement to go into the WWE Hall of Fame is by putting this individual into the Hall of Fame, are we going to be able to make money off that? Per, you know, I, I, I mean, and all, all kidding aside, I, I think that's really the, the, the number one factor, you know, they... Uh, whoever goes in has to sign the, the Hall of Fame contract and WWE gets a lot of, you know, marketing rights and a lot of control over what, and, you know, where the, the person can go. Uh, and I'm sure, you know, with, with you, know, uh, you know, Wrestling One and, and now joining Vogue Nation, um, that, you know, they look at, well, yeah, uh, is Bill deserving? I don't think anybody would argue that, but I'm sure in WWE they go, Okay, if we would add Bill after her, how is that going to make money or enhance our product? Yeah, I can't dispute that. And if you think about it, he doesn't, it's not like he owned Pro Wrestling Illustrated. So there's no intellectual property that he can give over to the WWE. And there's, there's not a whole lot that he has other than his accomplishments. So yeah, you're right about that. If it, if it's truly about the money and it is because the sports are work, then, uh, then Bill probably isn't getting in anytime soon. Uh, it's, it's just, uh, I don't know. It's disappointing because you want it to feel like an actual hall of fame. And every once in a while you try to suspend that disbelief. And I'd love to see Bill up on that stage, making a speech, uh, being a friend of his for a long time, but 
Oh, there's there's no question. And I mean, <clears throat> and I, I don't want anybody to, to take it wrong. Uh, money is is not the only factor, but it is certainly one of the the greatest factors. It's not truly, you know, about just the money. You need the credentials along with it. But I, I think, you know, enhancing the product. And I mean, like you say, it, 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 it's a Hall of Fame that, you know, only exists in the, you know, pro wrestling fantasy world. There, There is no, you know, brick and mortar WWE Hall of Fame that exists anywhere. So yeah. Yeah. It, it, that's a, a, a big calculation. And uh, anybody that you know has, has been in in business, I mean, you make you know most of the business decisions are made. Is this going to generate a a, a profit center or enhance our brand? And I think those two are are, are big factors uh, in determining you know who they put in. Well, as the uh, president of VOC Nation. I made that decision to bring Bill on because I think that he can enhance our brand. And Ken, not only do we get Bill on this show, but people can subscribe to VOC Nation Radio Network and they get every so often. And, and it's not going to be uh, regular, so don't look for any specific day. You're going to have to subscribe on your favorite podcast app to see when these drop. But you'll get the short version of the After Chat podcast. So Bill will take... Uh, listeners down memory lane and he'll go through some of the things that have happened in his past with the magazines or just different stories and there's one up right now that was released yesterday short versions 10 to 15 minutes uh, the after chat podcast don't forget there's a ton of great programming on voc nation radio network besides that besides this show which drops every wednesday you got in the room with brady hicks and former wcw star the maestro on tuesdays talking sass with sassy stephanie great guests every week she drops on thursdays briscoe and big ace they just had a mma star and major league wrestling star king mo was a great interview with Wes Briscoe and Big Ace. That drops on uh, usually on the weekends. WCW Retro with the Stroh on Thursdays. Ton of great programming. Wrestling with Problems, which covers wrestling and society. That's on Mondays. A lot of great stuff. Shelly Live. I can't forget Shelly Martinez. That's what happens. Can I start dropping names and then you leave somebody out, you get in trouble. But go to vocnation.com, get all of the great programming, and subscribe on your favorite podcast directory. I got that in. So, well, and you know, I can add certainly one of the highlights of my career. I was a guest with uh, Bill on the after chat this past March. But again, Bruce, you're, you're kind of bearing the lead here that all of that subscribing on Vox Nation or listening on your favorite podcast platform is absolutely free. 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 But what's not free is uh, the way that you could support this show, support your favorite talent on VOC Nation by buying a wonderful, soft, high-quality T-shirt from 
the VOC Nation store at Pro Wrestling Tees. Go to VOCNationShirts.com and get your Killer Ken Made It Real shirt. You get your VOC Nation shirt. They're all there. There is uh, sales going on throughout the holidays. So make sure you get your T-shirt at VOCNationShirts.com. Ken, we're going to- 100% cotton pre-shrunk. Yeah, there you go. We're going to do a short show today to wrap up the year. And, you know, we're in 1985, and uh, I got some requests, a few things that I want to say. got some requests by some people about doing word associations. I don't know if that's a part of some of the other podcasts, but I got more than one request about word associations, and I'm going to run some names by you from the AWA in 85, where you were, and we'll do that and have some fun this week. The other thing is uh, we put out a poll on Twitter and it's still up. It's still live. It'll be live for the next couple of days. And we want to know with Bill after joining the show, what topics would you like to hear? And we'll continue this format about going through the years in long form. And we'll, we'll go through that, but we'll change course when we need to, or when we want to, to, to uh, veer off to the side of the road and talk about something that, uh, that pertains to Bill or Bill's experience in pro wrestling. And uh, Ken, in this order, this is one, what people want to hear about. They want to hear about. I, 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 I like it and, and not to interrupt, but that's the reason you're, you're the, the voice of choice where you phrase it as we'll veer off the road, where in reality it's, yeah, we'll go off the rails. <laughs> we'll go off the rails. Exactly. Well, voice of choice means that it's the choice of the fans and, they want to hear about Hulk Hogan landing the Rocky Roll, which Bill was a part of and you were very close to. So we'll, that'll be our first episode as we come back from the new year. Uh, the first episode with Bill Apter drops on January 6, 2021. We'll talk about Hulk Hogan landing the Rocky Roll. And we'll cover Andy Kaufman in Memphis. We'll cover the inside scoop of the PWI magazines. Lots of people interested in that. Um, Bill has some great stories about Macho Man Randy Savage being uh, difficult sometimes behind the scenes. So lots of good stuff uh, when we come back from the holidays. And you and, not, you and I need a break, Ken, right? We, we need a mental break from pro wrestling and uh, history for a little while. Absolutely. But one of the things... <laughs> I am really looking forward to in, in 2021, besides the fact it's just not going to be 2020 anymore, is that anything you, the fans, wonder about in pro wrestling, it's a pretty good bet Bill Apter has knowledge and probably a good story about it. For sure. And one thing I, about I think, I, I, I think one of the things that, that's going to be uh, job one for, for you and I is making sure we do a good job of just picking Bill's brain. Exactly. I was going to say that it's almost, I, I take pressure myself because it's not just picking Bill's brain, but I have two wealths of information uh, with me on this show with you and Bill after, and both, uh, both of you have spent a lot of time behind the scenes. So we're going to be able to take fans uh, through a journey down memory lane, like, like nothing else. So I'm very excited to get that started in, uh, in early January, January 6th. Absolutely. 
absolutely looking forward to it. I, I think uh, it's going to be a, a great year for you and I and Bill on Wrestling With History. I think it's going to be a, a, a really good year for Voc Nation. Speaking of which, I, I, I know you have mentioned it in the past. You've been very tight-lipped. But have to ask, how are uh, they still proceeding negotiations with a potential superstar name of wrestling history joining Voc Nation? Yeah, we're not ready to make any announcements yet, Ken. There's actually a, a few people in the works. So we're always trying to add talent here at VOC Nation to bring stories out to the public and very compelling stories. And uh, we're very close with a couple of major names. So stay tuned for that. And hopefully we have something by the next time we talk to you. You can also follow us on Twitter at VOC Nation. The official Twitter of uh, this show is Resnick VOC Pod. And you can just get updates on what topics we're talking about or links to the last show uh, there. So make sure you follow both. Follow at VOC Nation and at Resnick VOC Pod. Uh, Ken, for all of your fans that don't know how to spell your name, it's it's Ken Resnick, R-E-S-N-I-C-K. There's no Z in there. You are correct, as you are most always. <laughs> Ken, let's end the year with some word association, right? And I just picked a couple names that uh, were were close to you in 1985 and we'll do just a quick uh, first thing that comes to your mind when I mention these names and that's how we'll end the year when we come back next year right we'll we'll cover and and this is just some of the things that we'll talk about because we got a lot to unpack in 85 we'll cover the start of primetime wrestling we'll cover the war to settle the score obviously the first wrestlemania went down in march and i really wanted to wait for bill after to do some of this stuff because uh he's going to have a lot to add i think because uh you were still in the awa when all this stuff was happening in new york you had the first saturday night's main event there's just a ton of stuff that happened in 85 so you're okay with waiting for bill to get on board before we cover that right yeah I'm more than okay i mean it's like anything else when you're talking about uh being joined by someone of, of bill after's stature and you know you and i are both very lucky that you know, we can say Bill is uh, a friend of ours as well, so absolutely. Yeah, amen. All right, here we go, Ken. We will end the year with uh, a little word association, so let's uh, get started. Ken, the first name I'm going to throw at you is uh, is a guy that bounced around, and I've heard that he should should have had a better career than maybe he had, but tell me your experience with Tom Zink, also formerly known as the Z-Man. Uh, I, I like Tom. Uh, Tom really had it all. I mean, he, he certainly had the looks. He, he had the size, uh, the physique. Um, wasn't the, the greatest talker in terms of, you know, uh, interviews, um, and I, I, Tom was somebody, I, I mean, I got along with, never had a problem, you know, always liked him. Uh, but it, Tom was kind of one of those guys that y you just felt was 
never really comfortable in his skin as a, a pro wrestler. Um, it, it was, you know, uh, so many of the guys, uh, you know, it's, it's what they always wanted to do. Uh, and, and I just, um, it was just a feeling that that uh, as good as he was, everything he had going for him, you know, was very good in the ring. You know, really a nice guy. Um, you just, you know, I, I always felt that I didn't think he was going to have a a long career in the business. Um, some people have said, you know, Tom resented that that he wasn't a, a bigger star you know i i never saw that side of him you know in in my dealings um and you know i mean he w- when he kind of walked away from wwe when when you know they had he had that great team going with with rick martell yeah. um yeah i i think he burned some bridges that that he couldn't rebuild. Um, I think a little time away from the business. I think he wanted to 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 come back in, um, and I think that fostered the the resentment. Where uh, you know, towards the end, I, I mean, he he had he had nothing, wanted nothing to do with the business. I mean. No conventions, signings, appearances. He just uh, never really interacted with anyone in the business, um, and you know was from here uh, in the Twin Cities. Um, and I, I forget who it was, but someone just you know out of the blue, uh, uh, whether it was a wrestling fan or someone in the business noticed a couple of years ago his obituary in the paper hmm. um so there had, had just been no uh contact and um you know i always viewed it um somewhat sadly because he i i think he he could have been uh you know really great um and i mean you know it's a, a term you know from years ago, but when you look at Rick Martel and Tom Zink, I mean, you want to talk about two matinee idols. Um, you know, that, that team had it all, um, the popularity, um, and as great a, a worker as Rick Martel was and is acknowledged for, I think Tom's, work in the ring was a little underrated. I think it was better than, than some people think. All right, let's move on to the next name. We're going to go with uh, Hacksaw Butch Reeb, Ken. Hacksaw Butch Reeb. And uh, I see here, I, I, that's a name that I didn't know was with the AWA, and maybe that was part of the, uh, the partnership with uh, the NWA. But uh, I see Butch Reed here on some of the AWA cards in 1985. Butch came in, uh, you know, great talent, uh, you know, was certainly invested. And I think what hurt 
Bush was, as you, you know, rightly pointed out, that he was NWA and then he was also, you know, AWA. So neither promotion, I think, was willing to give him the kind of push he should have had because, you know, it's like anything, the the promoter and the promotion wants to make sure anybody they push is going to be invested in their promotion and their territory. And, you know, like you said, you know, you were a little surprised that Butch was in the AWA and he was in the NWA. And I, I think by working, you know, and be willing to, to work, you know, in both all the credit to Butch for doing that, I, I think he may have suffered a little bit because he, he never got a huge push by either one. Yeah. Yeah. It's, he's one of those guys that, and, and I don't know the exact story and I've heard different people say different things, but he was apparently at one point in the WWF in 1987, like he was going to be the guy to get the intercontinental belt. And then he no showed a show and um, kind of fell off a cliff, ended up uh, as part of doom and WCW. That's something that I'd like to talk more about when we get into 87 eventually. But Butch Reed is one of those people that should have been much, much bigger than he ended up being. How about uh, Ken? <laughs> I know you're you're going to have a lot to say about this one. The living legend, Larry Zbysko. Uh I I like Larry. Uh, I loved working with Larry. Yeah, um, you know, I got a chance to reunite with him uh, last year. Uh, actually, it was in 2019. Uh, at you know Martin, our friend Martin D'Amato's the gathering in Charlotte. Uh, the thing, and, and I've mentioned that that uh, you know I love doing interviews with Larry. Um, he uh, used to say it was great. You know, every week uh, when we did interviews, I got a chance to go visit Larry Land. Uh, <laughs> he did did great interviews. He it was a tremendous ring talent. <laughs> One thing I I never understood, um, you know, I was still in the AWA when, when he came in. And, Bruce, we started promoing that Larry Zbysko, the living legend, the man that ended the career of the legendary Bruno San Martino, was coming to the AWA. And, I mean, we were hitting that as often as we could <clears throat> Sometimes on interviews, even though, you know, it was two, three weeks away, you know, someone that, you know, was getting a title shot, you know, we would ask, you've got to be worried knowing that the great, the living legend, Larry Zbysko is coming here. And, you know, he's coming for only one reason to get a championship belt. I mean, we hit it and hit it and hit it. And he, he finally comes and the, you know, does a great opening interview. Uh, and the first house show he does was at the St. Paul Civic Center, and he ended up doing a 20-minute draw with Billy Robinson. And now, forget the, the result for a second, as good 
as Billy Robinson was. Remember, Bruce, you know, he was trained to learn the business in England. Billy liked to work, you know, on the mat. You know, he, he had a great but uh, a, a slow, methodical style. 50s style where, American you know, wrestling. Yeah, nobody could could look good. There just weren't any, you know, real high spots you could do with Billy. And, and they bring Larry in, and I'm going, why would they put him with Billy? I, I was mystified. And then sitting at ringside, when the match goes to a 20-minute draw, I'm like, what? <laughs> I, you know, I, it was I, this huge buildup. And, I, I mean, anybody you want, you know, when you're building, a, when you get a name coming into the territory, you've been building him up. The first thing you want to do is get him a good, clean, convincing win yeah. where he just is able to look, you know, great in the ring where the fans want to come back to see him in the ring more. And they, he's matched with Billy Robinson and it goes to a draw. I, it, it was like, to me, they, they like killed the character on the very first day. Yep. That's like the old, I mean, Vince McMahon has been accused of that in the past is taking somebody else's talent and wanting to, to make sure that people knew that, that his talent was better. Yeah. I, 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 I don't know, but that certainly seems to, to, to make sense. And I, I, I never got a chance to, to, to ask Larry and I'm going to, kicking myself as I think back, I, you know, the time we spent together at, at Charlotte, in fact, we signed autographs together for a couple hours. As much as we talked, I, I wish I would have asked him about that, but I, I was, <clears throat> I was mystified before the match started and I was even more mystified when it ended. So I got two more for you, Ken, and then we'll wrap up our year here on wrestling with history. So <laughs> here's one that, uh, that, I mean, he was very early in his career when when he was in the AWA, but came on to uh, be very controversial and and very famous in two different promotions. But Big Scott Hall, what what was your interaction with Scott Hall in '85 up in Minneapolis? Uh, when he first came to the AWA uh, from Kansas City. Uh, <clears throat> First time he came to, you know, interview day, it was like he had the height, the looks, the build, and it was like one look and you just said, this guy's got stardom written all over him. Uh, and then, you know, they they paired him uh, with Kurt Hennig, uh, which, uh, you know, is, is about a, a, as good a partner as you could have Kurt, you know, uh, trained by Vern, but, you know, learned from his dad, Larry, uh, was so dedicated to the, the business. Uh, it, it was a great tag team. So, um, the fact that, that Scott, you know, went on to become, you know, the huge star as, as Razor Ramon, uh, part of the NWA, oh, uh, you know, all over didn't surprise me, you know, one bit. Um, and, and it was once, you know, especially the Razor Ramon, 
you know, when he came up, it was, you know, Kurt Henning and, and, and Scott Hall, you know, got a big push, but, you know, neither one, you know, kind of had a, a gimmick. <clears throat> so, you know, they, when Scott, you know, became Razor Ramon and suddenly he had, he had a, a, a gimmick right. to interview as he just got better and better and, and his promos just, just got, you know, better and better. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there, there was a prime example, uh, had everything going for him, but needed, you know, whoever it was that, that came up with that gimmick, you know, just propelled him. Now, did he have any of the uh, the issues that plagued the later the later part of his career when he was in the AWA, or had those demons not really started to bite him yet? Uh, not not to that degree. I mean, he came in a nice, nice guy. You know, really humble. Uh, I did a, a couple of, of charity appearances uh with Kurt and, and Scott uh and and they were great i mean uh so you know he he may have had some of those issues but not to the degree where it affected him you know back in the AWA i got one more for you ken but before i do that we got to take this one quick break and we'll come back on the other side and we'll wrap it up for 2020 this is wrestling with history worldwide in the voc nation radio network this is matt hardy and you are listening to the voc nation rock and roll union for the past two years has been the place for rock and roll new rock and roll debuting rock and roll and some of the old classics as well we have welcomed guests from around the world national artists and more we have excited many people by our live events we've welcomed everybody into the fold and we continue to do so on a weekly basis guys that is rock and roll union and that is what we do for you saturdays 6 p.m eastern voc nation Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Since 2012, HIAC Talk Radio has been bringing you the best of independent wrestling and wrestling on the worldwide scale with interviews and other segments now featuring the wrestling historian with Craig Legans every Thursday night at 6 p.m. at VOCNation.com or go to your Android or iPhone and type in VOC Nation Radio Network and subscribe to the greatest wrestling podcast network in the world. Listen to HIAC Wrestling Podcast today. VOC Nation provides live daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with the hosts and guests by phone call, email, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts include the legendary Ken Resnick, you probably remember from the AWA and WWE, former WCW performer, the Maestro, Wes Briscoe, who you probably remember from Impact. Brady Hicks, who you remember from Pro Wrestling Illustrated. Former WWE and TNA star Shelly Martinez. And former Philly radio personality Bruce Wirt. 
What are you waiting for? Go listen live right now at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all of our podcasts by searching for VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Oh, and follow them on Twitter, too, at VOC Nation. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. Back here on Wrestling With History Worldwide in the VOC Nation Radio Network. Make sure to go out and visit VOCNation.com and get all of the great VOC Nation programming. Ken, uh, before we move on to uh, to the next name, uh, I just want to ask you real quick: Have you seen uh, Scott Hall at any at any shows recently? I know there hasn't been a lot in uh, in 2020, but have you got a chance to work with Scott Hall in the last few years? Uh, you know, I really hadn't seen Scott uh, since our, our time together in, in the AWA. Uh, and I was at the big event uh, in New York this past March. And, you know, Scott was, I, I knew Scott was going to be there. He was kind of on the other side of the room and I had a little break. And, you know, I went up to him, kind of came from the different side. He had a, a long line, as you can imagine, people wanting, you know, buying autographs and photographs. And I kind of came in from the, the side and he looked up. And, you know, I said, Scott, I'm not sure if you remember me. And he just stood up and he goes, really? You didn't think I'd remember you, man? Ken, how long has it been? It's so good. And gave me a big hug. And, you know, we, we stood and talked for a couple minutes. And he said, hey, I want you he said, you know, he, he introduced me to Kevin Nash, who he was with. And I had never met, you know, or interacted with Kevin before. And Scott couldn't have been any nicer. And I said, look, Scott, I know you got a, you know, a bunch of people. It was just I wanted to be able to say hi. And he said, wait a minute, hold on. And he goes, come on, we got to get a picture together. And, and you know, we took one, and then he says, wait a minute, we got to do this. He, he, he says, we got to do the two sweet together. I mean, he couldn't have been any nicer. Uh, you know, remembered me immediately and was like so glad, you know, I, I, I took the time to come up with it. He, he really is a nice guy. Yeah. Yeah. It's a shame that he's had so much trouble over his career and um, you know, it's good. I, I think he's, uh, he's back on track and, and that is, is good to see because he, he is, uh, he's one of the all time greats in terms of performing in the ring and being, great on the mic and he could have just been even better it's it's scary to think how good scott hall could have been one more yeah, I, I think all of us and certainly more so in wrestling but you know a lot of good people uh sometimes uh you know the the demons uh get them and and thankfully you know people like like scott have, have turned it around but uh you know it, it can it can change people and just to affect their judgment. Yeah, well, it 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 can it can happen to anybody, and yep. nobody's immune, unfortunately. All right, final name, and uh, this is a fun one for me. Uh, he is uh, everybody's favorite Russian by way of Roanoke, Virginia, Boris Zukov, <laughs> who was uh, famously paired with uh, Nikolai Volkov as part of the Bolsheviks in a WWF run. But Boris was, uh, he was the resident Russian in the AWA in 1985. Uh, I mean, Boris was such a nice guy <clears throat> and, and did that Russian gimmick uh, so well 
But, you know, Boris, in, you know, when he first came into the AWA as a Russian, was really more of a mid-card guy. Sure. And it was <clears throat> Jack Lanza, Nick Bockwinkel, and Wally Carbo, <clears throat> when they took over Winnipeg, Canada from Vern, that just saw something in Boris and they began to push him in Winnipeg, which when uh, Lanza, Bockwinkel, and, and Wally took it over was really down. I think the last house show did like $15,000, you know, it, which is not very much. Uh, and they kept building him and putting together an angle with Boris against, you know, Rick Martel, who obviously is a Canadian and AWA champion was huge. And they built this and, and, you know, when you give somebody a push, you know, the, the promoter decides to give you a push, but you've got to be able to handle the push to sell it to the fans. Right. And Boris was outstanding and they paid off this angle in Winnipeg in a, with a cage match between Rick Martel and Boris Zukov. <laughs> and this was one of the early ons, you know, we talked about the, the disaster uh, when they brought in, you know, Smokey Joe Frazier to, to referee and, and how that pay-per-view, you know, turned into a disaster. But they paid that off. They brought in, I don't know if you're a hockey fan, Bruce, Remember the legendary, you know, tough guy, bad guy of the Montreal Canadiens, John Ferguson. The name sounds familiar, but that not, I mean, not he was story. a he was he was a legendary fighter with the great Montreal Canadiens, and he had come to Winnipeg and was the general manager of the Winnipeg Jets, uh, pro hockey team, you know, and. They came up in this cage match, brought in John Ferguson to be the special referee, and they took that town from a $15,000 house shows to that cage match on top. They did a $110,000 house, and you know this was in '85 hmm. uh, or uh, maybe early '86, but I'm pretty sure it, it was in '85. And, you know, that's what I remember about Boris Zukov. Not only getting the push, the promoters seeing something in him, but he was able to handle it. I mean, at, at, at one point, uh, you know, it, they teamed him with Chris Markov and kind of a Russian gimmick. But when Boris Zukov got the single push, boy, he was able to handle all of it. And it just great matches and you know super nice guy and i was glad i also got to see boris after all this time uh at the 2019 gathering as well great guy nice man awesome stuff well ken listen this is this is a part of uh the the show going forward in the sense that what we're going to do after the first of the year is 
do things like this, but we're going to look back at the old wrestling magazines, uh, Pro Wrestling Illustrated. We're going to look at the top 10 lists and we're going to share stories about people in the top 10. And that was something that Bill Apter mentioned last week. And, uh, and we want to encourage all of you listeners to give us names, give us just names. You can, anything you want us to, to comment on, not me, because nobody cares about what I have to say, but Ken or Bill Apter, um, and we'll, we'll try to get them on the air. And please keep leaving your feedback. I know we haven't read any feedback in a couple of weeks, but Ken and I do cherish that. And I'm, I'm not, it's not going into the ether. We're storing it up and we'll do some mailbag episodes. So keep that coming in as well. Ken, you have any plans for uh, the holiday season? I don't know what you celebrate, but I'm a Christmas guy myself. And uh, we're going to be visiting some family uh, traveling to the extent that we can and, uh, by car, of course, and, uh, and then just kind of relaxing for a little bit, uh, as we cross into 2021, when, when all of the ills of the world are behind us, what, what do you got going on? Well, I, I think it's a little looser out there. I mean, things, uh, shutdown wise in Minnesota, there, there is no in restaurant dining allowed of any kind it, it's only uh you know takeout or delivery uh and you know our COVID 19 cases have been so on the rise that uh you know i i, I don't know how they think they can enforce it but part of the governor's shutdown is he is saying that you know families can only be together with just their immediate family and limiting the the number of people you can even have in your house. I don't know how they plan to enforce that, but uh, not that I'm looking for any sort of Viking win, but uh, really my, my, you know, Christmas day plans are, are going to involve, uh, probably pizza and the Vikings and New Orleans Saints on Christmas Day. <laughs> there we go. Well, I live in Pennsylvania, and it's pretty much the same. And uh, when you ask how they're going to enforce it, uh, don't you remember? There was a movie. It was called 1984. His name is Big <laughs> Brother. Now, listen, I want everybody out there to have a safe and happy holiday. Uh, we need to get through this pandemic. So please wear your mask. Uh, I encourage you to make make the decision for you regarding the vaccine. I'm going to get it. I know Killer Ken has talked about getting it. Not that that will influence any one of you, uh, you know, what I do. But uh, do uh, do the best that you can to help mitigate this. Get us out of this pandemic. And we want 2021 to be the best year in recorded history. So I want to wish... Well, Bruce, I, I, I should say... Here in Minnesota, it's probably a really fitting way for 2020 to end around the holiday season. Tomorrow, we've got a severe winter storm coming in, and Christmas Eve, the high is going to be seven. Oh, boy. We ha we did have snow last week for the first time in quite a while. I think two years. Uh, it was the biggest snowfall in two years, and it was only eight inches. So there's there's winters where we'll get uh, a bunch of nor'easters with twenty plus inches, 
and uh, we'll get them in successive weeks. And then there's winters where we get next to nothing. Uh, I, I like the winter and, and uh, I think the, the, it's always fun with the kids and good exercise. <laughs> I know you and I both have bad shoulders, but I, I don't mind it. I can, I can persevere. I, I couldn't deal with Minnesota though. Uh, that, that's yeah, a little too much for me. Uh, and I want to echo your sentiments, uh, because we won't be t- together again until, uh, you know, uh, podcast wise till, tw- till 2021. So I want to wish, uh, all of our listeners, all of the listeners, uh, on Vox nation, all pro wrestling fans, uh, a very Merry Christmas, happy belated Hanukkah, happy Kwanzaa, happy Festivus, and most importantly, a hopefully happy, healthy, and better new year. Amen to that. For Killer Ken Resnick, for the final time in 2020, I am the voice of choice, Bruce Wirt. We'll see you on January 6, 2021 with Ken Resnick, Bill Apter, and myself. This is Wrestling With History Worldwide in the VOC Nation Radio Network. Right here is the future of wrestling.